0: Welcome to the Read Tech Showdown with Louise Triant of UK Recruiter. In this episode, we chat with Steve Lewis of Robo Recruiter, where we discuss how you can reactivate and re-engage candidates whilst also automating your hiring process.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Rec Tech Showdown. I'm Louise Trines from UK Recruiter. My logo's behind me. this is a weekly show we run um, where we um, I chat with people within the recruitment space who have a fabulous product or service, try to drill down and get a bit more information out of them. So if you're watching live on Crowdcast, pop any questions in the sidebar. If you're watching live on Facebook or LinkedIn, um, I can't communicate with you while the show is going on, but. Uh, Stephen and myself will connect with you afterwards um we're recording this to be on the blog post so any links that i mention will go in the blog afterwards that's enough of me talking um i'm going to get steve to introduce himself and his business and then i've got some questions for him go for it steve
0: thanks louise thank you uh, i'm steve lewis i run robo recruiter uh, outside of the us i've had a 20-year career in digital transformation I was employee number four for TotalJobs.com when that launched in 2000. Spent 10 years there, um, building up their international business, the network. And left as managing director, joined LinkedIn, where I've had an eight-year tour of duty managing their global search staffing, and RPO org. And uh, my last year at LinkedIn, I was a non-exec director of this business. No, very good. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to come in and run it in April. And that's where we are, a pre-Series A uh, startup uh, in the automation and uh, 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 candidate engagement space, um, transforming the candidate journey at massive scale.
1: Okay, so tons of things for me to ask you off the back of that. Um, Certainly somebody who knows the recruitment space really, really well. You just talked about candidate experience automation. I yeah. understand that you think that the candidate application experience is not fit for purpose. Tell me about that.
0: Well, that's a provocative start. I like that. Thanks, Louise. Um, I think it's suboptimal, to say the least. Some people would argue that it's broken. Mm-hmm. I think that when you apply to something, you're you're entitled. You are entitled. That's a strong word. You are entitled to know how you're getting on, to get an auto response from an email saying, hey, if you're not right, you won't hear from us. It's just not good enough. And then if you get through, but you're ghosted or abandoned or dropped into a black hole, again, that's just not good enough. So um, using automation in the right way, compassionately to do the heavy lifting uh, through the process we've seen so far with our clients can really help manage expectations uh, and handle the the flow uh, at massive scale.
1: Okay. So I want to come on to um, how the automation actually works. But clients who is your client who works with you is it recruitment agencies is it corporate recruiters who's who's the sweet spot for you
0: so we're two years old we've been doing this for a bit now Uh, our client base predominantly is in and around recruitment consultancies staffing businesses and RPOs. We've got a really great indulgent vanity wall of logos. I, I love it. Uh, they sit in our startup space here. We're building out and we're hiring like crazy. Uh, a little plug there if you're interested in customer success uh, <laughs> management and, and, and accounting set roles. Um, but it's all done for the companies that work with direct hiring walks. Uh, We work very much in that space because they have huge swathes of candidate data Mm -hmm. and that data is aging. They may not have the data currency on it that they want. um, And that's where we've been playing so far. But we're open for business, to direct hiring businesses as well. We've sponsored a a few uh, of the the larger um, uh, uh, conferences in the direct hiring space. Mm -hmm. So we are pivoting. We've still got a ton of growth uh, and and, and uh, business to do within search and staffing and, and RPO. But we are working with direct hiring businesses as well nowadays.
1: Okay. So I, I saw you recently at the firm event, and that's the, for the in-house recruitment space. And I think that uh, whilst we might like to think that ghosting candidates or actually just being rude to candidates is only what staffing agencies do, I don't think it is. I think that, unfortunately, across the recruitment board, we're all a little bit tardy in... The way in which we acknowledge response to applications.
0: I think you're right. Uh, I don't think it's not. And recruitment consultancies are—that's uh, their bread and butter. That's their business: the the candidate engagement, the qualification, the scheduling for interviews, the adding value on a relational part, and then placing uh, at their end clients. Uh, but there are silver medalists—people out there in, in applicant tracking systems and CRM systems for corporate hirers—who are feeling the same. And you know that costs a lot to acquire handling talent how do you cleanse it and enhance and enrich that data so it's actionable with real life insights that's what we've been cracking the code of uh, and uh, that's where we've been building out and adding value there but you're right if you look at end hiring businesses themselves um we've all got to do a better job of making that candidate experience uh, it lands if you just take a moment for the recruitment consultancy marketplace uh, the consultants themselves are doing robotic functions so they are at scale picking the phone up trying to engage trying to get hold of the talent they're trying to qualify them are they right for the role are they right for the role now Uh, are they available for an interview to be placed there's a lot of stuff that is robotic Mm. it's always not human the human part is the relational um i believe this person's right let's do a competency-based interview let's see whether they don't just fit the culture but can enhance the culture that's where the real value is done so if you can handle the top end of that stack uh, that that part of the funnel and automate it as much as possible it's a bit like booking a, a restaurant on open table i'll choose which slot i like i'll put my email in I'll apply and I'll get a table and I don't speak to anyone, but it's just taken care of. And that's where we're playing. That's where we're playing. Okay.
1: Okay. But how can automated conversations make hiring more human? Is that not a contradiction?
0: the Contradiction, the oxymoron. Um, I think I was on the phone to a mobile phone provider this morning, mm-hmm. trying to renegotiate my 16-year-old daughter's contract. I got and made a tonne of headway, it was great, but I fell over at the end, I failed. And they were like, okay, we need to move you across to someone else. And I was like, okay, but before you do, tell them where I got to, please. I don't have to start all this again. Yeah. Um, I think people are prepared to interact in a conversation and provide details on, 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 on where they are, rather than form-filling it's not the 1970s they'll fill this out because they know they'll 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 get to a better place they'll they'll arrive to somebody who has white gloves can can lead them through the process in a much better way so and recruitment consultants they have to phone up and they might be speaking to someone who's already said the same thing 20 times if those people can do that and update the information and it's poured back into the ats system Mm -hmm. and it gives them a postcard of what we call pals um, then, then even even better because that's actionable insight, availability now, etc.
1: Okay, and that is the thing, isn't it? It's benefiting the candidate, but also within your recruitment business, it's improving yeah. the processes internally. And, and Stephen's yeah. giving me a question to ask you, which is about: Are you able to give a real life example of a client who's transformed their process by using Robo Recruiter?
0: Yeah, yeah. I can. Thanks for the question, Stephen O'Donnell. I appreciate that. Uh, let's look at this. If you look at the, and I don't want to get all political, but if you look at the debate between Corbyn and Johnson yesterday, they talked about two things, Brexit and the NHS. If you look at the NHS, free at the point of use, a fantastic organisation that people who have experienced it have either had a great experience or a poor experience. Now, if they've had a poor experience, it's probably because of star shortages. There's a ton of money pouring into it, but today there are 100,000 live roles open on the NHS. Biggest employer in Europe, but who said that's not broken? Oh my goodness, what can we do to make sure that we bring some efficiencies into that process and we get the talent and the role matched at scale? Well, a thousand nurses every month can't, and it really is upsetting actually, they can't actually join the staff rosters to be in the bank of Rota because they haven't filled out their compliance details. And when do they have a chance to do that? Um, at three in the morning when they finish their shift? Um, how we've impacted the NHS is working, we work with uh, three of the top four biggest healthcare staffing agencies there are. They work with us to get the compliance data, the 39 pieces of compliance information, all on an automated conversation the nurses can actually put in at four in the morning, and that brings those nurses and flows them back into the, uh, to the overall resource management desk. That's quite profound. And that's when you look at a business and, and you think, am I making a difference? That's kind of a purpose. Mm-hmm. I love that example, because we're, we're making a difference there. And we're doing that because without going through that compliance, they can't be involved in, 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 in the actual uh, resource and, and supply of that huge demand we've got. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, that's a great example. And it totally wasn't set up. That was a genuine question from the outside. Um, okay, I've got a question for you. We, we talked about the, the start of the process of getting back to candidates, um, giving them a response um, so that they they're, they're, they know where they are in the process. And um, getting candidates into ATS, into CRM um, has a cost. And then very frequently they sit in there completely static, and they're never gone back to, they're never engaged with. I want to touch on GDPR in a minute around that, or, or maybe you will. But how can how can you work with those candidates? How can Mobile Recruiter help with those type of people?
0: Okay, the the cost of acquisition is not minimal, especially for a staffing business. They've bought them all in and as you said, they're aging. And whether they need to be opted back in Um, to say for GDPR purposes, uh, I'm I'm happy to keep my data. That's a big concern. So we run re-engagement and retention campaigns. Those people are gonna fall off the cliff. They'll be purged out of the database and getting this candidate data, this currency on them is key, but it's so also making sure that it's meaningful. So we work with large consultancies uh, and RPO businesses who inherit a database when they land on site or they work with us to win the business in the first place to take a segment of their candidate database and then engage with them via SMS, right? SMS is, everyone's got it, it's a native app. You don't have a ton, generally, of unread SMS, so it's so easy. You then tap a button and it takes you to a browser-based conversation, which is an automated decision tree uh, a conversation. So pre-noded for that particular staffing business, or recruitment, insanity, all in their colours. And what that does, it re-engages with that candidate data. We're a data business, so we enrich it, enhance it, and then we pour it back into the systems. So to your point, what do we get? We get PALS, which is our data standard. We get the person's current position, their availability, their location, their skills and their salary. So actually, I'm, I'm, I'm currently a financial controller. I'm available now. Thanks for contacting me. Uh, I'm located in London. I, I have ACA and ACCA qualifications, binary. I either have them or I haven't. It's right. really well for us. And my salary banding is this. Off of that, the fee earning consultant who's there on the desk can be like, wow, I'll contact you now. I know you're available now. They can go in and have the relational build rapport piece they do best right so that's i suppose back to your earlier point that's how the automation can make hiring more human because it does that heavy lifting of the manual front end
1: so how does that actually look you're a consultant sitting at your desk and you surely you don't think oh i haven't updated my database for a while is that is that automatically going on when the candidate gets to a certain age in the database or is it based on roles that are coming in i mean how, how do you manage that
0: Two trigger points. So it could be that the uh, the person, be the CTO, CIO or an ops lead thinks I've got to re-engage with our, this data, this segment of my database, okay. because he or she knows that if they've got some available now talent in that marketplace, they've got a ton of roles like that out the back they want to fill. Okay. So they will, on a routine basis, update that segment through having a, a pals conversation we'll push that out scale now it might be that they have a bunch of folk and they want to vet a particular job through to them so we'll send them a conversation and they'll be able to swipe and look at the roles that are relevant to them and apply so again a very very easy quick slick and easy way of of interfacing with particular roles that are relevant to me um and of course for gdpr we have a, a bunch of use cases now where when you hit Eleven months or twenty-three months will automatically send out a campaign to get that profile opt-in back on track as well. So there's a few trigger points to how they can engage.
1: So if your GDPR policy says that at twelve months you will delete the if after twelve months of non-engagement, you'll delete the candidate data. So at eleven months, uh, a ping goes out to that that individual saying are you still on the market can we update right. the details okay great and then like you say and if you've got vacancies which might suit this part of the database rather than but rather than doing a search and then phone around which is the bit which is the robotic part it's going out to these people and pushing stuff at them to to re-engage
0: it is that's the outbound piece right? yeah so we think about enriching the database the the talent you've already cost cost a lot of money to acquire yeah. getting that data card on them uh, availability is great for a contractor bench yeah. so actually when are they rolling off a contract or or they need internal mobility so that's a really great way to engage we're yeah. also handling the inbound applicant flow at, at scale as well mm-hmm. um, and that will involve um, uh, the eligibility to work having the conversation on a website and it comes up uh, uh, and we come up fully branded and you can have the conversation you can show your eligibility to work and then through the scheduling function you can register for a career event and then like an, uh, like a, an abandoned cart going to checkout if you forget or you don't finish it up we'll send another note saying just this one more step and we can get into a career event it's really powerful some of the largest retailers on earth are using it uh, and we're, we're delighted to be scaling that out in many countries for us.
1: Because that's one of the things I was going to touch on, is that whilst people do check check their phones all the time, quite often life gets in the way of that. Yeah. So I guess that there's these measures in place to continue to pursue people. Pursue people is quite the phrase I wanted to use. I know
0: what you're saying, Louise, I totally agree with you. And it means that they can, rather than find they can just decide they can just have the conversation and it's quite discreet they can do it when they need to do it rather than taking a call and oh i'm selling my house so i need to step out oh it's fallen through you know pretending to a headhunter that they're not having that conversation this is a really really cool and effective way of of an insanely simple loop and we've been applying that type of approach to different forcing mechanisms Mm -hmm. so if you um if you think people do something either for pleasure or pain really there's the only two reasons to do anything right now the pain that's coming was do you remember y2k the millennium bug oh my goodness planes are gonna fall out the sky i would have loved to be an it contractor just coming up in 1999 that's a pretty cool gig to have that's a forcing mechanism we've seen the same with gdpr and to the rest of the world on behalf of europe you're welcome right so we put these new measures in place that everybody's adopting, which is our um, uh, data protection regulations. Yeah. So, of course, that's a really great forcing mechanism. I have to do something. I will re-engage with our database and make sure it's GDPR compliant. The next one that's coming is IR35. Yes, It's tax, it's tax legislation. It's going to be zooming, looming large in, in everyone's life if you are providing services as a contractor or temp. Businesses have got a joint and severally liable obligation to communicate with you. Great. We've got an IR35 conversation off the off the uh, off the shelf that can be branded and sent out to your contractor talent bench, and yeah. they can get compliant. So yeah, these are the reasons that 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 the conversation starts to happen, and then you're pushing an open door and having a conversation, saying, actually, automation of this stuff, good for the candidate, good for our efficiencies. Give okay. us digital workers to do more than our fair share because this stuff is doing it for us. That okay. opens it out at, at scale.
1: Okay, I saw that, um, and this is quite a while ago, that you'd integrated with Calendly, Calendly, can't say that, but that's, um, I think for many recruiters, that's kind of one of the opening points to using automation is something like that, where you think I'm spending an awful lot of time scheduling these these interviews. Um, so your system does that automatically, is that through the SMS or through the chat bot or through email, how does that work?
0: Um, great question, so the SMS is only the first stage uh, act initiated activation. So the first kind of thing you get from the recruiter via us is SMS. And then that links to a browser based conversation. Okay. Um, we have integrations, we are very platform agnostic, we work with most ATSs, if not all of them through their API's, uh, we want to pull that data back into your systems and have the pals data against the candidate record at, at scale It just needs to be a standard there. Uh, the the you, the, the um, scheduling is just such a headache mm. to schedule the panelists on the interview, the interviewee get the room booked, so many moving parts that if you think we what we do really well is we do the engagement really well we do the qualification really well you either can or you can't if you're a doctor you've either got general medical council certification or you haven't, mm. you're a gp general practitioner level 6 or you're not this way please, we do that really well and then we can surface the jobs in the automated conversation, you can swipe and self uh, kind of uh, assume whether you're right or wrong for it. Yeah. So the scheduling piece has been great. It's actually one of our clients that said, "Could you work with Calendly?" There are others out there, it's a bit like the BBC. There are others out there, mm-hmm. but um, they work really well with us. They yeah. integrate with Gmail and Outlook, etc., and they handle that scheduling really, really, really seamlessly. So we're a, prime, a premier partner of them. We can't mm-hmm. recommend them highly enough, uh, and they're part of our conversation that.
1: You you just said thing then about um, swiping the you know the idea of swiping through jobs and I think that maybe five years ago people would have been really awkward about what that suggested, um, but I think now that the, the job seekers it's not just young job seekers job seekers are just wanting to um, access jobs in the same way they access other parts of their lives. Um, I mean, are you, are you getting any kickback from? either much older, much younger people not liking some parts of this automation, what would your experience of that be?
0: So far, no. I I know that that question is headed. Uh, Are there any hot spots, sweet spots where it really works and where it doesn't? It works really well if it is binary. So uh, you have the conversation, you either can or you can't, that really works. And that, for doctors at the moment, as I mentioned, we're live on some healthcare sites, but also for software engineers, they either have Python, Ruby on Rails experience for five years or they don't, It's really, really good. no, I, I think the um, if, if you look at my background of working at LinkedIn with the search staffing and RPO firms, if you look at the top five search firms globally that place the CEOs and chairmen and chairwomen of the, of the Fortune 500, yeah. um, Spencer Stewart, and Struggles, Russell Reynolds, Egon Zender, Corn Ferry, we know them all. They text their CTOs and CIOs because they know that's a very clear channel. So we found as well, as long as it's, A compassionate thoughtful approach Mm -hmm. in the personality tone of voice of the business that you're contacting on behalf of and it's adding immediate massive value right at the start this this juice is worth this squeeze so we know that if you do this you will be getting these types of roles and you can swipe and see because job searching is matchmaking you're interviewing Mm -hmm. the company as much as they're interviewing you right So, if you can see it in an easy way, we're working with one of the largest FMCG businesses. We, we, I have far too many of their products Um, in the states. We take their jobs every twenty minutes, and you can put in a location such as New York City or Chicago, or you can put in a keyword such as merchandiser or truck driver or financial controller, and it will serve the jobs immediately to that state, and then you can swipe. Hit apply now and it takes you to the application from that particular job all done in an automated conversation yeah. and then if you insert before that a pals conversation to get the person's current position availability location skill salary you've got a really strong data card mm-hmm. on whether that person is eligible for a recruiter or a talent acquisition manager to phone up and move them along
1: yeah i think we know that people are much much more able to be direct with a chat bot or a text interface than they would be with a recruiter. So there's some, I can't remember the research, but it was that they, you know, salary and location are really important. You don't want to talk about salary in the very first conversation you have face to face, and you don't want to say, I'm not prepared to travel more than 10 miles. But you are prepared to say those two things to a uh, machine interface. So I guess that we are, it, it doesn't mean that you can't still have the human conversation which says, but this is amazing, please travel 15 miles it just means that we're getting the information that they think is key,
0: aren't we? We are. Yeah. Culturally, we're, we're live, we have, um, I think we've got campaigns in over 60 languages now. So we, we, we're multilingual. So yeah. if you think about the value, quick slick and easy to deploy, at the top of the tech stack plays nicely with everyone else, uh, enhances the data and pulls it back into your own systems. Multilingual, what we found in these, in these campaigns, three main things. One, don't pretend you're human. <laughs> Say if you're a virtual assistant on behalf yes. of. Very clear. Uh, two is to uh, make sure that you, uh, uh, you you have the conversation and it's succinct, and they know what the end result is going to be, yes. so they know it's worth filling that out. Uh, and, and three is just to have some some trust that the the cultural conversations as long as it's given to them in the with a local mobile number Mm -hmm. so in France they have a a plus three three I'm going out on a limb here I think so uh, four nine for Germany etc so as long as you have that delivered in that way Mm -hmm. and it's not a surprise um, what we found is really tough um, is kind of trying to awaken. Really lapsed old information. Hey, here's some information we had five years ago where they bumped into us once and they gave us a CV and we saw them at a career fair. Good luck. I mean, you know, we have to manage expectations. Mm-hmm. But, for example campaign, we have 11,500 candidate records that are given to us in a CSV first mm-hmm. name, surname, mobile email. We send them a text. 98% of those people join the talent community. Mm-hmm. Uh, six and a half a thousand of them apply for a job. Mm-hmm. 2,000 of them are relevant, 184 offers, 132 hires. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that is superb. Superb example of re-engagement. And I think that anybody watching this will have a database of either much larger, much smaller, but will be able to extrapolate those figures and see what it could do for them. So that's perfect because my next question was going to be, what is the next steps for someone? Can they get a demo? Do you, what's the best way to go forward for someone who's interested?
0: Uh, Have a look on the site and have a demo. Um, Put your mobile number in and see what the user experience is like. We'll give you that. Uh, And then you can have a high level. We are hiring, we are so, tight in terms of bandwidth in terms of covering the ground it's a really nice problem to have but it's not that so we are hiring as i said again a little bit of a plug come and contact me if you're a world-class customer success person or, or ae based in london uh, we, we're headquarters in silicon valley obviously a bit of a cliche tech startup uh, north of san francisco and oakland but we're hiring out for our uh, our global office based here in monument in the we work uh, in london and uh, next steps are to contact us uh, we can give you we're going to be running webinars as well uh, and doing things like this, just to put the word out there that it doesn't need to be a huge distraction for your people to learn something new. It doesn't involve a ton of integration or, or learning or proprietary information or or SAS licensing to learn a product and how to drive the car yourself. We, we do candidate activation as a service. We'll take the brief, and we'll run it for them.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's what's great when I first um, looked at the business in the first place. It is so simple. It is not, you know, when we first looked at things like chatbots and automation, it was such a lot of work for the end client. That's not the, that's not the situation when they work with you. You've done all that. You've been through that for the last two years. And now you're able to bring people on board, I guess, pretty swiftly.
0: Yeah. Writing a conversation takes six months to write. Uh, and and then putting it in the hands of a machine learning AI chatbot that uses natural language processing. There's a ton of people out there that have got huge rounds of funding. They're on that, they're gonna work, they'll crack that code in the meantime. If you can put something in that's very easy to deploy, insanely simple, closes the loop. Um, IR35 we mentioned, we've closed the loop on referrals in a really cool way with eight text messages. We can have your referral program on steroids over 50 percent of the people that we approach have just been placed at a business go on to refer someone else with our tech it's really cool
1: i saw something on the site actually which was about referrals but i think that was talking about when you engage the candidate who's not right for the job you know that awkward conversation where so i I, I was trained as a recruiter and you'd say this vacancy for you and they'd say no it's not and then you're meant to say do you know anyone else who it might be right for and yeah. worldly, it's very difficult to say those words, and many recruiters don't. And I think that's what your tech does, isn't it? There's an added value to it. No, I'm not right, but
0: yeah, that, that's a good use case. I'm talking where you've placed somebody or hired them. There's a 72-hour golden period. They're a peak promoter. They're loving you, right? You've just changed their life. They're going to be joining your job, your your company. They've interviewed you. They're right for it. If we send them a text saying "Congratulations, good people know good people." Yeah. Who else do you know? That's a great way of harnessing this. Now, I was the male ally for women at LinkedIn. I'm a big believer in diversity, diversity, inclusion, belonging. You don't want a cookie cutter and just hire people that look like you. But referrals are powerful if they're done well. So do it compassionately. This closes the loop in eight text messages. And over 50% of the people that get that note within 72 hours of being hired, then go on to recommend Alice. Here's her mobile number. And we have the pals conversation. She's available and a staffing business can make another placement. It's very, very powerful. Brilliant.
1: I love that, I love that very much. Um, have you, I don't know whether that's on the blog, if it is, I'll find it and I'll include it in the um, in my article as well. It's brand new actually,
0: we're, we're we're carving it out. CEO of one of uh, the top five businesses in the UK in, in recruitment consultancy staffing says, I'm trying to sell this model in, what data have you got? I just gave him that 50% plus stat, that's all I've got at the moment, it's brand new pioneering stuff. But yeah, uh, I'd like right. that, thank you.
1: Well, when you've got it, I'll share it. So, in order to get in touch, need to contact you either via the website, which is roborecruiter.ai. Love, a simple domain name, that's perfect. Um, Or they can find you on LinkedIn at Steve Lewis. Yes, Steve Lewis, Um, I was deciding whether the N was in there. Stephen Lewis, Um, your your LinkedIn um, name is actually Stephen Lewis. That's very confusing. I'm gonna share it here now, I do apologize for that. There you go. So if people want to get in touch with you, um, just drop you a note, give you a call. You're very, very accessible. For somebody who's been, a, been in the industry for so long, you must be getting a hell of a lot of calls, I would say, every day.
0: Life's, life's good, Louise, and I encourage them. More, please. More, please. Absolutely.
1: No, no totally. Right. Um, and again, as Steve might have mentioned once or twice, we're hiring, and I can't think of another business I'd want to work in, which sounds quite as exciting as they are
0: so no, that's very kind of you thank you and thank you for grilling me and the series this series has been i've been watching it with rapture i've been a bit nervous this morning but i've really enjoyed it so thank yeah, you no, it's me.
1: great fabulous fabulous product so i'll be sharing this out everywhere and um, anybody else who's watching i'm back next week with a different show entirely different topic um but thanks ever so much for your time steve
0: pleasure thank you everyone thank appreciate you. it thank Bye bye. if you would like to hear more from uk recruiter and recruiter zone go to the blog section on our
1: website ukrecruiter.co.uk.